come to the question of, in the last opportunity we had to talk about, what is atonement? So now it's time, I guess, this is an interesting question. Why do we need Jesus anyway? So, you know, in Hebrews, you get a lot of conversation. It's, and if you don't really know, if you're not really paying attention, it just is very complicated. Oh, yeah. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But if you stay in the vein of what he's talking about, which is the Jesus as high priest in this tabernacle, in the mm-hmm. only, specifically, he's talking almost only of the, the Day of Atonement. Mm-hmm. So it makes a little bit more sense. And so... You know, when Jesus ascends, we, we get our eyes very fixed on the cross, but it's just one aspect right. of what he did for us because he hasn't stopped doing something for you. Mm-hmm. He's not sleeping. He's <laughs> actually quite uh, in the midst for you. He sat down at the right hand, but he he didn't fall asleep. Yeah, interceding. He is. It's And it's an important aspect because we fall into sin. So why do we need Jesus in that tabernacle? And, and then the Jewish perspective of atonement, because it's very different. So Paul breaks it down very, rather beautifully why we need Jesus in the tabernacle. Hebrews 4, therefore, since we have a great high priest mm. who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Well, I just put that one at, number, at the top right there so we can approach with confidence, receive mercy and grace when we need it. Yeah. That's why we need Jesus <laughs> as I preach to the tabernacle. Good enough for me, yeah. That's the Day of Atonement right there. You see, it's everything that he did for us in the cross, I mean, how do you even equate? Yeah. I mean, wow. But the problem is we didn't die. We didn't go right to heaven with him. We're still alive. And so we still have need of him. Mm. Why do we have hope even though we continue tripping our sins? I mean, goodness. If you live long enough, you'll have done the same sin so many times. You're just mm-hmm. thinking, how stupid am I? And the answer, Hebrews 6, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. Yeah. I like that. I want to be encouraged. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever. Yes. All right. So not just dying on the cross and ending here. There's another task he has because remember this tabernacle was in heaven before it was ever given to Moses to be on earth. Mm. This is something that he's been active in heaven. And because we do still sin after we've come to Jesus for forgiveness, 1 John 1, 9 tells us, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What does that sound like? Atonement, doesn't it? Hebrews 7 tells us that Jesus is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him since he always, that was the verse you just quoted, lives to make intercession for them. That's the high priest. He He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. And where does Jesus make intercession for us? According to Hebrews 8, 1, in the heavenly tabernacle. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord erected. So if you're not thinking Day of Atonement, you might read through Hebrews and just go, I'm so confused. (laughs) But if you keep this in mind that you already know these things. It's always the Day of Atonement in heaven since Jesus ascended because there's no passing of time there. It's the Day of Atonement. 
every day. When John steps into and gets a vision of heaven, what does he see? The Day of Atonement. Mm-hmm. He's dressed exactly like the high priest because that's what he's doing. Yes. Ephesians 2 6 makes it even more exciting. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So the Day of Atonement is the day God has set aside each year for us to celebrate the breathtaking reality of this intimate relationship with him. And our part in this day is really special. It's just resting, stopping and saying, yes, yeah. And that you're still there. Yeah. I need you. Yeah. Yes. Mm. All right. So let's check the other half when when everything goes wrong. The Jewish problem of atonement. (laughs) On the Sabbath in Israel, tonight and tomorrow, everything shuts down. (laughs) We were there for the Day of Atonement on our first trip. Worst thing you can do is get in the wrong elevator. Because you ain't going nowhere because the buttons don't work. (laughs) Absolutely nothing will be open. No radio, no television, no cable. Even the streetlights won't work. How strong is the power of the law and the fear of judgment in Israel? I told you this when we first became, began. 60% of Israel Jews in Israel will fast for Yom Kippur, but only 50% say they believe in God or pray. So it really doesn't matter to them. They're, they ain't taking no chances. In the scriptures, blood sacrifices were the focus of all feasts. You know, you don't have to be a rabbi to figure that out, right? Right. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin, but... With no temple, no priesthood, and no ability to offer sacrifices, since the Romans destroyed the temple in 70 AD, the Jews focus on God's commands to fast, rest, and repent to remove potential judgment. Unfortunately, fasting, resting, and repenting doesn't remove potential judgment. But nothing has changed in God's standards. It, it is still, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. <laughs> so religious Jews are just going through these pious motions that have no effect on their sins instead of focusing on the blood sacrifice. Their eyes are on the very own acts of righteousness to honor God and get them to heaven, which God hates, which is the very opposite of true meaning and purpose of the Day of Atonement, which is just beyond tragic. And why we should just really focus uh, our prayers on the Day of Atonement on them, especially upon them. Our own efforts at self-improvement will never lead to eternal life. John 5, 24, I tell you the solemn truth. The one who hears my message and believes the one who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned, but is passed over from death to life. Hmm. Between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, these 10 days of awe known as Yemin Norim, during which they believe seal their fate for the upcoming year by determining whether their name continues to be written in the book of life. And this is an interesting idea. The 40 days from Elul 1 to the Day of Atonement was a time up Mount Sinai for Moses, number 3 actually. He broke the first set of commandments when he saw the golden calf, went up a second time to ask forgiveness for the people, and then up the third time to get the set of commandments that would go into the Ark of the Covenant. He came down today. That's the Day of Atonement when he brought down the the final commandments. The 40-day period is where we first hear about the Book of Life in Exodus 32. um, So they have the sin of the golden calf and he goes back up because, well, he knows they're going to be destroyed. So Moses went back to Jehovah and said, Oh, what a great sin these people have committed. They've made themselves gods of gold, but now please forgive their sin. But if not, then blot me out of the book you've written. So he tries for the really strong move. You know, if you won't take them, you can't take me. 
And Yehovah replied to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. Now go, lead the people to the place I spoke of. <laughs> you ain't playing. And my angel will go before you. However, when the time comes for me to punish, I will punish them for their sin. So the scripture teaches us right there, of course, the book, the book, the book. There's this book. So it teaches that all the words we speak and the choices we make are recorded in the heavenly scrolls. Here's Daniel 7. I watched till thrones were put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow. The hair of his head was like pure wool. Now, we know because we've read Revelation. That's Jesus. His throne was a fiery flame. Its wheels of burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The courts were seated, and the books were open. So, you know, throughout the Old Testament, you have these books. What's going on with books? Well, as a result of these standards, Jews spend the days of awe just in great reverence. They're aware of the holiness and judgment of God, causing repentance, reconciliation, forgiveness, and a focus on moral conduct. Then after Yom Kippur, for many, it's back to life as usual. But for all of us, the days of awe don't occur once a year. They are every single day of our life. And much more importantly, obedience is very important, but mm. that's after salvation. Blood is still required to cover our sin. So all of their labor doesn't actually get them into the book of life. That's the bad news. They can do all they want to from, from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. It's not going to help. The same agony that Moses felt after the golden calf incident, the exact same anguish Paul talked about feeling in Romans chapter 9. For I could wish that I myself were accursed from Christ from my brethren, my countrymen, my relatives, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertain the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of God, the promises, of whom are the fathers, and from whom, according to the flesh, Christ came. So he has the same thing. Oh, I'd even I'd sacrifice everything if only they would come to believe. But we can't do that. We don't get to pick whose name is and isn't. But we can pray. And coming up, I want to take you through this these heavenly scrolls and the book of life because that is a real deal that's not just something they were making up this idea of being in the book of life are you in the book of life is your name in the book of life